journey into the Bible and explore its hidden text and rich wisdom. Join Adol Kazilski Mondays at 1 p.m. for the trip of a lifetime. And I am Ava Kozulski, and I'm your host now for the next uh, 45 minutes. We are transversing the Bible, and we are looking at Parashat Toldot, Genesis chapter 27. We are coming to a very, very exciting part, um, and that is we are going to be seeing just the preamble to how Yaakov actually receives the blessings from Asaph. I mean, sorry, from Yitzchak instead of his brother Asa, and how it like actually landed up being probably, um, not probably, it did land up having huge, huge repercussions for the Jewish people and for the Gentile nations, particularly Edom, all the way now until 2021. So please join me if you are sitting at home, if you do have a Bible in front of you, you can open up to chapter 27, it's Perakhoff Zion. And we are going to be starting on verse Yudchet, Pasuk Yudchet, which is verse 18. We left off last week at the point where uh, Rivka instructs Yaakov to prepare the delicacies and to put on some um, goat skin to make him feel hairy. And uh, she hands him the delicacy in the bread and she sends him into the room. And as we know, we said that uh, that's when Yaakov got really pretty, pretty um, scared because now he had to come in on his own. And this is where we are going to be joining the conversation. The Yavo Al Aviv, he comes to his father. By Yomer Avi, he says, My father. By Yomer, and so um, uh, Yitzchak says, um, Hineni, I am here. Miatabini, who are you, my son? By Yomer Yaakov El Aviv, Yaakov replies to his father, Anoichi, I am. Esav, Bechorcha, Asita, Kasher, Dibata. Esav, your uh, firstborn has done, I have done what you have asked to do. Kumna, get up. Shva, rise up if you please. And eat from my game, so that your soul can uh, bless me. Now, when we look in Torah, we know that there are no full stops. There are no commas. There are no capital letters and small things, etc., etc. And so what we see from that is that, in fact, um, if you look very, very carefully at the verses, you will see that uh, Yaakov does not lie. Because if you look at the words where um, Yitzchak says to him, who are you, my son? He says, Anochi asita asita dibata elai. I am um, Esav, your firstborn. I have done as you have told me. But if you look very carefully in the Hebrew, he doesn't say, Ani Esav, he says, Anoichi, I am. Okay? And the way the rabbis read it, he goes, I am, in parenthesis, I am who? I am Yaakov. Esav, Bechorcha, Asita, Kasher, Dibatalach. Esav, your eldest, has done what you have told him to do. So you can see here, as we spoke last week about the integrity of Esav, that it all, uh, of, of, uh, sorry, of, of, of Yaakov, 
that at all times he was integrous and he tried to stay away from lying um, in any way whatsoever. Right, knowing your COVID status doesn't need to be costly or take forever. At Dischem Pharmacies, you can reduce the cost and anxiety of waiting for results with their rapid COVID tests. You can book an antigen test, which can determine if a specific virus is, presently, is present currently, or an antibody test, which in most cases can determine whether you have had a virus or not in the recent past. So book an appointment at a Dischem store near you on 861 Double one seven four two seven because this game, a winning mind is a healthy body. Hi FM, your station of choice since two thousand and eight. They are there for us in the very worst of times and they step in to assist us when life has stopped. These are our cemetery workers, the people, the men and women of the Hebrew Kadesh Jewish Helping Hand and Burial Society. Over the last year, their service has been more essential than ever. They are the unsung heroes and we want to change that. So on Zion Adar, which is a day on which the community traditionally acknowledges and appreciates the service of our cemetery workers, this year you can help honor these heroes by sending them happiness in a box. Shabbat meals and gifts for Shabbat, the 19th of February, the Shabbat of Zion Adar. Please honor our heroes by sponsoring a box or part of a box. For details, get to our website www.chayfm.com. Honor our heroes is a Chayfm community initiative. So welcome back, and we are listening to the conversation between Yaakov and his father Yitzhak, and just before the break, we went and said that we saw that in fact uh, Yaakov makes sure that he doesn't lie, that he never ever ever takes his uh, um, his position lightly, and he makes he makes sure that he stays as integrous as possible. So when Yitzhak says to him, "Who are you, my son?" he says, "Anochi, I am." And then he pauses and says. Esav, your, um, your firstborn has done as you have told me. So he doesn't really, really go and tell a lie. So in fact, um, not only that, that in truth other rabbis hold that even if you read it, Anochi, Esav, Bechorcha, I am Esav, your firstborn, he actually is speaking the truth. Why? Because he himself had bought the uh, birthright, and therefore he is considered as Asab the firstborn. So Yitzchak becomes very, very suspicious, right? Because there isn't too much time from the time that he told Asab to go and hunt and get venison to the point that allegedly Asab is arriving back in his room. Yitzchak says to his son, how is it that you, you, you hurried up so quickly and you found basically what I asked you, my son, by Yomer? What does uh, Yaakov respond? That Hashem, your God, brought it about for me, meaning God interfered. Yitzhak is saying, how did you find the game so rapidly? Okay, and he's asking an even deeper question. How have you attained the blessing so quickly? Meaning, Yitzchak received a blessing only when he was 75 years old. 
Yaakov is now 63. You have a great advantage, he says to the alleged Asaph. How did you have such a merit? So Yaakov um, explains very, very humbly. He goes, it's not in my merit. It was because your God arranged for me to find the game because of your merit. Why? Because we know that Hashem was a friend to Yitzhak, meaning that when Yitzhak was bound on the altar, Hashem arranged a ram to be present, to be sacrificed in his place in, an, in, a, in, a, in a, a split of a second. And that was in, in the merit of Yitzhak. Like Abraham, when he was told, don't sacrifice Yitzhak, it didn't mean afterwards that he had to go start looking now to find a sacrifice in its place. The sacrifice happened um, quite, quite, quite quickly. It just happened to have got stuck in the thorn bush near where the um, where the sacrifice was happening. So basically, he's telling Yitzchak, it's because of you in your marriage, just like your father found the ram. So to um, now, God made things happen quickly. And we can, we've got another example of that also. When Eliezer went to Haran to do the bidding of Abraham to fetch Yitzhak a wife, what happened? God arranged him to encounter Rivka and he had Kfitzas Aderich. The, the place, the, the time for him to travel was 10 days. He was left in the morning. He was there in the afternoon and boom, he, he, he bashed straight into, into, to Rivka. So, this is a clear sign, basically, Yaakov is telling his father that Hashem is with you and that Hashem watches over you. And therefore, even with regard to food, which we all know the keys of sustenance, of parnosa, are in God's hand, even for an ant, and you wanted, you desired it, and God made it possible that you can eat as soon as possible and not remain hungry. So, Yaakov deflects that, that, that question, um, not to go and say, well, it happened so quickly because I just went into the backyard and I found goats. But he gives examples and he bases it on the fact that even if that wasn't true, the truth of the matter would be that God would have made things happen very, very quickly because Hashem is with Yitzhak from the examples that he, that he gives. Yomir Yitzchak el Yaakov, we're now in verse Chaf Aleph, um, 21. So Yitzchak says to Yaakov, Kishana, come close, ve'amushcha b'ni, and let me touch you, my son, ha'ataze b'ni Esav imlo. I want to find out, are you really Esav or not? Now, what does that really, really mean? Well, Yitzchok was beginning to feel unsure about whether he was talking to Esau or to Yaakov. Because from the way he spoke, it appeared that it wasn't Esau. Why? Well, if you go look back at the previous verse, when he said, Why have you been so quick, my dear son? The son replies, that Hashem, your God, made it happen quickly for me. That rang bells in Yitzchok's mind. Why? Because Asa never pronounced the name of God. He was always in the wrong places, 
um, he recognized that 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 he was in, in, in um, that he was impure, and so he never ever ever spoke about God the way that that uh, Yaakov did. So when Yaakov goes and says to him, "It's because um, God hastened it for me," straight away um, bells start ringing, and Yaakov goes and says, "I'm not exactly sure." Of which son I am speaking to, come here, because this is not the way that Asab would talk. Yaakov comes close to his father Yitzchak, um, Aviv, his father, by Mushehu, and he touches him. He feels him out, Yomer, and then he says. The famous, famous words, Hakol Kol Yaakov, the Hayadayim Midei Esa. Is it not strange? He doesn't say, is it not strange? But it is strange that the voice is the voice of Yaakov, but the hands are the hands of Esa. Okay, first of all, let's understand, just imagine how petrified Yaakov was, and in fact, when he heard Yitzchak say, the voice is the voice of Yaakov, and the hands are the hands of Asab, we are told that he, he almost collapsed. He did not know what to do. He wanted to pass out. Again, remember, Yaakov is a guy who is honest and integrous, and this, this so, to call, so to speak, deception is killing him. In fact, we're told that he nearly, his legs got all wobbly, his heart melted like wax, and God sent two angels. Each grasped him on both sides under his arms so that he would not stumble. Now, um, what does this verse, Hakol Kol Yaakov, the Hayadayim Yedei Esa, the voice is the voice of Yaakov, but the hands are the hands of Asa. What is it, in fact, coming to teach us? Well, firstly, what we need to, to understand is if you look very, very closely into the verses, we have a missing letter. Hakol, kol, Yaakov, and it's not kol with a chaf, it's with a kuf. Hakol, the voice, kol Yaakov, is the voice of Yaakov. There's a vav that is missing out. It's chaser. The vav is missing out. So you could read it, hakal kol Yaakov. That the weak, kal means weak. That the, um, when the voice is weak, meaning when the voice of Yaakov is weak, then the hands of Esav will come spiritually and strongly against him. Meaning as follows. That this is the interplay that happens between Yaakov and Esau. Yaakov and Esau is like a yo-yo. It is like a seesaw, you know, with the two sides of the, of the pendulum. If Esau is strong, if Esau uh, is doing everything that it, he has to do spiritually, then Yaakov become, Esau becomes his slave, and the elder will serve the younger. But when Yaakov weakens and Yaakov does not fulfill his duty, then Asaph becomes strong 
and the hand of Asaph is against them. And this, my dear friends, is the interplay of the Jews and the Gentile world, particularly the Western world, the Christian world, the, 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 the descendants of, um, of, of Asaph, though it is true um, of most times that when we weaken, when we show weakness in our Judaism, when we stop being proud of who we are, when we stop acting the way God wants us to act, and that is in the way of learning Torah and fulfilling all the mitzvot of Hashem, when we weaken and we want to assimilate and we want to be like the Gentile world, that is when we, when, when we invite the hand of Asaph against us. Now, I am not in any way whatsoever condoning anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism is a hate crime. It is a crime against uh, humanity. It, is, it has led us to very, very, very dark places. But at the same time, when we have to look at it and ask the question why, it is not a why just simply because that's what it is right now, or because there's, you know, I don't know what, there's, there's, there's a, uh, a president that is, is, is creating racial tension. It's none of those things. Anti-Semitism is a wake-up call to the Jew that we cannot be like the Gentile world. We cannot integrate. We cannot become like the Gentile. We have to remain and keep our own identity. Because as soon as we weaken and we try to assimilate, we will see the ugly head of anti-Semitism rear again. And sadly, we see that right now, right? We're hearing the rhetoric again of those that despise us, those that hate us, those that have committed crimes against us, because we cannot allow ourselves to integrate and wash ourselves and disappear into the greater society. This is a biblical rule. This is a rule that we learn from here, that Hakol, Kol, Asaph, that where is the strength of the Jew? It's in the call. It's in the voice. It's in the prayer. It's in the connection to God. It's in the spirituality of the way we behave. We're not, we're not the ones that have to worry about the hands of Esau, the physicality of this world. We are here to be a life unto the nation, and we are here to set an example spiritually. If we fulfill that, if we stand strong, then the hand of Esau cannot do anything against us. It will remain weakened. But when we acquiesce and we try to integrate and assimilate and and, and just become like the Gentile world and negate our purpose in this world, negate God, negate Torah and mitzvahs, then what will happen is the ugly head of anti-Semitism will rise to remind the Jews of who we are. We've learned this lesson a hundred million times. And the same thing applies, if I may be so bold, when it comes to the land of Israel. The land of Israel is ours. It's ours because God gave it to us. 
not the United Nations, not the British mandate, not any promulgation or anything like that that happened in any court of law. The land of Israel belongs to us because God gave it to us. Therefore, anything that we want to do with the land of Israel has to be done according to Torah laws. As soon as we throw off that mantle of responsibility and we start negotiating with the, the world, with the, with the Gentile world, as to who the land of Israel belongs to, we get into trouble. We land up inviting into our lives terror attacks and all sorts of stuff that we do not enjoy because this is not about us finding a two-state solution. There is no such thing in the, in, in, according to Torah. Yes, we must live piece by piece with our neighbors. We must be humanitarian about it. But no, Jerusalem cannot be divided into two. No, we didn't cross a 1947 line or a 1963 line, the green line, the pink line, the blue line. The land of Israel was given to Abraham, our forefather, right back the time of, 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 of the Bible, and it belongs to us because God gave it to us. The end. It's a very, very painful lesson, and a, but a very, very important lesson that we need to inculcate into understanding who we are and what we are. We are. Hakol kol Esav, the voice, the spiritual voice has to be the voice of Yaakov. And that is how we maintain our, uh, uh, maintain us being protected. Giving us the guarantee that we are going to, to, to continue the Jewish nation the way it's supposed to be. Not the other way around. And this is something that Admittedly, we Jewish people have struggled with and we have forgotten, uh, forgotten about. We're going to go for a little bit of a break. When we get back, we will continue. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back. And uh, we are now understanding what Hakol Kol Yaakov Yedaimi De Asa means. Let's continue now to verse 20. So he didn't recognize him because his arms were hairy like his brother Esau. So he wrote, sorry, his, He did not recognize him because his arms were hairy like his brother Esau. And so he will bless him. By Yomer, Ataze bni Esav, and so you are indeed my son Esav. Vayomer and Yaakov says, Ani, I am. Again, Yitzhak says to himself, there is some question in my mind about this identity of this individual, so I'm going to ask him more to see if I can better recognize his voice and know who he is. So he says, are you... Are you indeed my son, Esav? And understanding his intent, Yaakov says as little as possible. He says one word, Ani, I am. 
Yaakov is very, very careful with what is happening. Vayom. So Yitzchak says to him, this is verse Chof Hei. Higasha li, come close to me, ve'ochla mitzed b'ni, so that I can eat from the hunting of my son, from my son's venison. Laman tevarechecha nafshi, so that my soul can bless you. Vayagesh lo, so he comes close to him. Vayochal, and he eats. And he brings him wine and he drinks. Now, here is something that we do not um, we do not see is that he gives him wine to drink. Well, Yaakov didn't bring along any wine. So where did the wine come from? It was brought by the angel Michal. And Michal brought some wine. Apparently that was kept in the Garden of Eden, that was made out of grapes from six days of creation, and he gives it to Yaakov, who passes it on to his father to drink. Now, this opens up an entire discussion, okay, in that what we see here is that, number one, if one is drunk in a, the middle of a meal, the rabbis legislated that a blessing needs to be recited, which is not the same rule as if, for example, say you sit down, okay, and you are you're, you're eating, and then you take a sip of water. You've you've already made a blessing of a shahako. You don't have to make a blessing on water, but if you land up getting wine in the middle of the meal, you have to stop and make a blessing. Why? The reason is, is that through wine, Yaakov got the blessings. It was the wine that did it. Now, because Yitzhak had wine before the blessings, we make Kiddush before bread. Because Kiddush is given the special honor that it secures the Birkat Yaakov, the blessings of Yaakov. So you can see now and understand that from many, many things that we do, that we first make a blessing on wine. We make a blessing on wine before we start our meal. We have wine when it comes to the Pesach Seder. We have wine when we are ushering out Shabbos and bringing in the next week. We make a blessing of wine when we have a bris. We have blessings on wine when we um, have the chosen and color under the chuppah. Have you ever asked yourself why? The answer is, is that it is through the medium of wine that spiritually we can bring down the blessings that we require. And so, over here, in order to receive the blessings that, Yaakov, that Yitzhak was wanting to give Yaakov, he gave him wine to drink. He didn't even think about bringing the wine, and the angel Michal had to pull a fast one and give him the wine so that he can be blessed. By Yomer Elav Yitzhak, Yitzhak says to him, Geshana, now come here, Ushaka li bani, and kiss me, my son. So what happens is, when Yitzhak kisses Yaakov, it creates a very deep intimacy. It's the same as we see in Shmuel, okay, when he anoints Shaul, he kisses him because it creates a spiritual intimacy and shows 
that greatness will come from that person and that connection. And the Midrash goes and explains that the kiss, kiss me is a sign that you will be buried next to me in Marata Machpelah and none other. So kissing, and you'll see it later even by Yaakov, that when he sees Rachel, he kisses her. Um, it is not a sign of physical uh, intimacy, but rather one of spiritual intimacy to show that the two souls are intimately connected and a, a, an open communication happens between the one soul and the other. By Yigash, and Yaakov comes close, by Yishach, Lo, and he kisses him, by Yarach, et Yivreach, Begadav, Yitzchak smells the fragrance of his garments, by Yivarchechu, and he blesses him, and he says, Re'ei Re'ach B'ni, Kereach Sadeh Asher Be'racho Hashem. Behold, my son's fragrance is like the fragrance of a field that is blessed uh, um, by God. Okay? Um, some say he was smelling the, a field of apples. Now, we need to ask this question because Yaakov was wearing the skin of freshly killed goats, which means that naturally it would have a pungent, an, an, an unpleasant odor. But when Yaakov comes into his father's room, in fact, what does he do? He brings around a fragrance of the Garden of Eden, and it says he also brings within him, with him the perfume of the divine incense. And this is the fragrance that Yitzchak smells when he's bound on the altar. And that's why it says, if you look very carefully, that he smells the Gadav, his garments. Remember, he was wearing the garments. He was wearing garments of Asaph, but Asaph's garments um, didn't necessarily smell. Okay, some say that it it it, it, he, it it wasn't the garments that he had got from Ganadin. It could have been like just beautiful garments. When it says Bigadav, his garments, meaning that the garments took on the spiritual scent of Yaakov. Yaakov himself was a godly man. He walked around and had the scent of Ganadin, and now his garments have, in fact, um, taken on that. So we're going to go for a little bit of an ad break and then uh, wrap up this idea. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, let's finish up a story um, in the Talmud about a certain rabbi called Rabbi Ben Ahuba. He once saw the prophet Eliyahu Anavi walking around in a graveyard of the, of, uh, that belonged to the Gentile population. So he calls the prophet and he says, Eliyahu Hanavi, you are a Kayan, you are a priest. How can you be in such a place? Now we know that Eliyahu um, is identified as Aaron's grandson Pinchas. And since it was Aaron's grandson, he was a Kayan. And we know that a Kayan who comes in contact with the dead becomes impure. So Eliyahu Navi replies to Rabbi Ben Avuha, it appears to me you have not learned the Talmudic order of Taharot. Now, there are six um, uh, chapters, six books to the Talmud, and Taharot is the last one. And he says, if you see there that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai teaches that Gentile graves do not render one ritually 
unclean and where do we get them from? From the word where it says when a man dies in a tent, ki adam, and adam refers only to Jews. So Rava ben Abruha replies, you're right, unfortunately I did not learn even the first four of the six orders of the Talmud because I am very poor and I do not have the leisure to study. As I said, the six orders are Zraim, Moed, Nashim, Lezikim, Kaddishim, and Tarot. So Eliyahu Navi feels sorry for him. He takes the rabbi by his hand, leads him into the Garden of Eden while he's still alive, and he says to Eliyahu Navi, says to, to, to Rabbi, gather up your cloak and fill it with the leaves of these trees. He does so, Rabbi, and is about to leave when he hears a heavenly voice saying, who wishes to consume his final reward during his lifetime like rubber. He feels very bad and uh, he shakes out his cloak. He leaves all the leaves of the tree scattered out and not one leaf remains and he comes back to earth. Now, we can see that Rabba understood that he preferred to suffer in the world here in order to enjoy the future world. But the point of the story that I'm, why I'm telling you this is that um, the cloak for those very few minutes was full of leaves, it absorbed a wonderful fragrance. And he was able to sell it for a huge amount of money. So the, then he, he, the blessing of Eliyahu Navi came, came true and he, was, he had enough. He sold this, this cloak because it smells of Gan Eden. And not only did he have enough for himself, but he had enough to parcel out for his sons-in-law and he learned Torah full time. And finally, the last thing, the word beged, garment, comes from the root bagad, which means to rebel. And so we could, the verse, he smelt the fragrance of his garments and he blessed them, can be read, he smelt the fragrance of his rebellion and he blessed them. Which means that even when we have people amongst us that are rebels, okay, we must know that even the most rebellious Jew has a divine fragrance when they repent. And this alludes to the fact that Yitzhak saw with divine inspiration that even when the Jewish people will sin, they would eventually repent and therefore um, they would be worthy of blessing. And with that blessing, I leave you today. We are in the month of Adar. It is a month of joy. It's a month of increasing in joy. Let's be proud Jews. Let's, let's be proud of who we are and let's do something positive to bring Mashiach closer, to bring the arrival of Mashiach closer. This week on Sunday um, at 6 o'clock, there is a worldwide prayer of, uh, of, that should be communitively done with all Jews. And even if we have been somewhat wayward and rebellious, we can see from here that God's blessing is waiting to be bestowed upon us. So have a blissful week, a positive week. Join the worldwide call to prayer on Sunday. And please, God, I will speak to you again next Monday. Thank you. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.